pick a hole and go. Don't tell that to Dan Hackenbrack. <laughs> Why is that? You remember Dan Hackenbrack catching punts? He was east and west all day. How far did he get? He usually got pretty far, but... <laughs> hmm. When I was a kid, I used to, anytime we were playing like backyard football, we'd do a kickoff or a punt, and I'd always, Dan Hackenbrack, catch it, and then just run side to side. I'd never get north and south. I told him that. But he was a dude. You were a dude, Hack. If, we, if they put this on the episode, there it is. You have it. <laughs> you was Hack for a moment. He knows this. He knows I was always wanted, whenever I was returning punts or kickoffs, I wanted to be Dan Hackenbrack. He was the man back in the day. Mm-hmm. Started as a sophomore. Now he's just an old washed-up fart. Ooh. <laughs> you can put that on there, too. Nah, hex, hex, hex the dude. Shut up and sit down. And welcome to a very special Week 15 edition of the Black Swarm Podcast. Hank Playford here with what I believe last time we promoted you to uh, sometimes co-host, Strength and Conditioning Coach Dan Studer. How are you doing tonight? Doing fantastic. Good to be back. And sitting in chair number three in place of Rob or Cody tonight is a very special, kind of a mass and legend himself, my father, Mark Pfeiffer. A lot of you may know Midget or Midge, number 44. Played for, uh, you know, Coach Cummings and his favorite, Chuck Schuff, but... <laughs> okay, okay. How are you doing tonight? We're doing fine. Let's get these four days over with. Yeah, that's, uh, I think we're all feeling that kind of way. So, we had you on, you know, last year at this time, Stu. Have you mm-hmm. on this year. Um, how's the kids feeling? How's everybody doing? How's the whole city, you know, looking forward to... Thursday night. Well, you know, it's a, it's an exciting time. Um, week 15 on the warpath. Uh, this is why we do what we do. Um, kids are kids are feeling good. It's uh, it's Sunday night as we're recording this, and I uh, just I left practice and came straight over here, so we had a good go at it today. Um, short turnarounds always a thing, um, but you know it helps being you know the second year doing it. Um, I think it I think. Things went a little bit better this Sunday practice than it did a year ago, just because uh, you know it's the second time doing it, uh, if not anything else. So um, you know, short turnaround. Wish we had another day. It just it is what it is. Uh, but you know, for the most part, part kids look good, and we got a we got a lift in today. We we squatted. Today's our Monday, um, like we typically would do on a Monday. It's a Sunday, but. Um, so we got that in. Uh, kids had a good practice. It was light. We weren't out there banging, doing anything like that. But um, kids looked good. Kids looked fresh. Kids looked excited. Obviously, they are. So uh, we're ready to get after it. But, you know, like Midge said, it's we're ready to get there. And you get to this point in the season, it's just like you know, these kids know what they need to do. You know, they know what's expected. You know, we've been doing it for 15 weeks. Let's just get out there. Let's get after it. Let's get the horses to the gate and um, see what happens here on Thursday. Yeah, you know, it's. Um, I think that was a big thing I was worried about uh, that being 
any athlete, especially football players, you're a creature of habit. You know, you have your Sunday, your Monday, your Tuesday, Wednesday, all week. Mm-hmm. You have your routine, and right. when you have a Thursday game like this, it really mess with your routine. And it it's good to hear that the kids are kind of you know adapting to that a lot better than a lot of probably a lot of teams would. Yeah, and like I said, it's 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 a it's a plus to be able to be doing it for your number two. So we gave them Saturday off. Typically, we come in on Saturday and. Um, Give them a good stretch, just kind of do like a recovery type thing. Uh, watch film and that sort of stuff. We let them sleep in. And then uh, had a later practice today, obviously. And then, uh, you know, just try to give them a little bit more time to recover. And I think that's the biggest thing is that, uh, you know, it really takes a good 48 hours to recover from intense exercise. And anytime you're playing in a semifinal uh, football game, Especially in the state of Ohio, that's probably considered intense exercise. <laughs> and you know, it was it was a good game, so it was. So just kind of being smart about it and dialing it back a little bit. You know, like I said, we lifted the day, but it was more of a glorified warm up than anything else. Just kind of something to get a prime the central nervous system. Uh, we didn't go heavy or anything like that, but. We also don't want to break up the kids' routine, so we're you know we're treating this like a Monday, and we squat on Mondays. So that's what we did today, and and kids look good doing it. Um, like I said, I thought I thought we had a pretty good practice. I really don't know shit because I'm just a strength coach, uh, but uh, it seemed like our our coordinators were happy with it, and Coach Moore was happy with it, and the kids kids seemed excited. They seemed focused. Um, obviously, we got a. A tough opponent coming up this Thursday, as it should be in the state finals. Uh, but we're hungry, um, and I think that we just we everything feels a little bit different this year. I think last year, you know, coming off of a, a win against Winton Woods, obviously we had some history there, so that was a little bit emotional. Um, but last year, it just kind of seemed like. The goal was to get there, you know, and after that game, it just seemed like, you know, well, we did it. You know, we made it to week 15. Um, and this year, it, you know, week 14 to us, it just, it's, it's, it's another obstacle that we overcame. It, it, there really wasn't a lot of celebration going on. It was like, this is what we came to do. You know, this, is, this was part of the plan. Um, everything up until this point, um, really doesn't matter um, unless we unless we do what we need to do coming up on Thursday and, and, and it feels good. It definitely feels different and I think our kids are focused. I think our kids understand it and like I said, it helps when you're, when you're doing it for the second year in a row. Um, so so we're excited. you know it's, it's, it's gonna be awesome. We're expecting a war. Got a good football team coming in. We're expecting it to be a to be a fist fight from the beginning till the end, and uh, and I think our kids are going to be ready. So we're pretty pumped about it. I think you read my mind because uh, I was going to ask how the team's feeling going into this week. You know, with how with what happened last year, and especially we, um, you know, you and I were talking about it off air a little bit, and even yesterday, Jim brought it up that this doesn't quite feel like week fifteen for some reason. You know, mm-hmm. you had. Week 13 was Hoban. That was the big one, to the big hurdle to get over. You know, we'd lose them in the state championship last year. And 
to play him in week 13 kind of felt anticlimactic or you know what should have been the culmination of the entire season happened when you still have two weeks left but right and then we roll into avon and i'm kind of worried if we're going to come out you know a little slow a little mm-hmm. that kind of mckinley hangover type feel and it was just a business trip like routine that it was almost to the point of boring yeah you know i never really felt like we were out of that game or not not even out of that like I never felt like we were in the game, like it was competitive, you know? It just felt like, okay, we're going to get going, and we did. We rolled them, and here we are, week 15. Yeah, and I agree with that. I definitely think it was a strange feeling. I mean, I don't think that at any point in time we took Avon lightly. I mean, I think they had a good squad. Um, and, you know, the, the week before with, with playing Hoban early, um, not really sure why they would change the regions up like that the way they did. Um, and I won't comment anymore on that. But, um, you know, obviously that game was, was emotional for us just because of the, the revenge factor and, and things like that. Um, but, you know, even, even to, you know, beating them was a part of the process as well. You know, it, it, they were a great football team. And obviously you know they they have a lot going for many many years and it and it and if i'm glad that we were the ones that knocked them off i'm not gonna lie and say that you know that it felt great um but at the same point you know these kids we we had a mission to get 15 weeks and yeah we beat hoban but that that was a part of the process you know moving on and we come to the next one and yeah, you know, I agree. It just it, it it didn't seem like it like it did last year with Winton Woods, you know, getting it there. It's just it's another another part of the process. It's it's just another team that we need to get through. It's another obstacle that we need to overcome. Um, it's another day at work. Go in, get it done, um, and now it's we're gonna do what we do. You know, we're not changing much up. You know, it's 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 the practice plans look exactly the same they did now as they did week one, um, minus the you know the day change that we have going on. Um, but we're gonna do what we do. We're gonna prepare the, the prepare the way that we prepare, and uh, come Thursday, you know, we're, we're gonna get after it just like we do everybody else, and we just gotta keep doing what we're doing because it seems like it's been working for the last three years. So we're going to stick to it and, and go to war and face a great football team for a state finals, and that's exactly what we wanted, and that's exactly what we're what we're excited about. So it's going to be – I can't wait, obviously. Nobody can. We're in Maslin, and it's state finals. Let's go get some. Well, as a fan point of view, I love that Smash Mouth. I really love it. I even play that song. <laughs> I tell you, it's just it's something that we've been used to, mm-hmm. and the way you guys came back this year with a new line, and I tell you, it was um, we had no doubt as a fan about the coaching staff. We wasn't even worried about it. That was everybody was saying, "Oh, we got a brand new line, blah blah blah." Nah, we would. We knew you guys would put them in the right spot and get them ready. 
with the weights, with the whole program. Mm -hmm. That's what's so great about it. We got one massive program that you ain't going to beat. You ain't going to beat, and they ain't going to beat us. Mm -hmm. And I wish I could say more, but, you know, my... My mouth probably won't let me, or you guys will edit me. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's we got a great crew, um, and you know, it's really, you know, I, you know, obviously, you get to this point in the season, you start thinking about this sort of stuff, um, getting ready to play for a state championship last few days, and and kind of just thinking about what's going on and 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 how it's kind of played out, and you know, it's it's. It's really, you know, where we're at now is a, a really just like a culmination of everything that's happened. I mean, not just this year, but I mean, the last decades of everything leading up to this. You know, like every 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 win, every loss, every game. Um, you know, has played a factor in this. And I think that that's one of the things that makes us special as a community is that, you know, it's not just the 100 guys, the 100 kids on the football team that have got us to where we are now. It's the 100 kids this year and the 100 kids in the last 10 years that have kind of laid the framework. It's the fan base. It's the families. It's the community. That's kind of added up, you know, over the last hundred so years, um, to put us in a position where we're at. And, it, 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 and it's and you know, I look around and I'm and I'm looking at the other kids that are, or the other teams across the state and the other in the multiple divisions that are playing for a state championship. And you'd be hard pressed to find a community that has invested in our kids like Maslin has, if there is one, which there probably isn't. But it, it's, it's really a community endeavor. Um, and as a coaching staff, especially having the amount of Maslin guys that we have on staff, we understand that when we come to work every day. We understand that it's not just about us. It's not just about the kids, even though the kids are, you know, uh, you know the majority of it. I mean, those kids are the ones that are putting in the work and doing the things that they need to do. But it's the parents, it's the people in the community that support them. It's our board of education, it's our superintendent, it's our administrators, it's all of our teachers. It's everybody in the community that goes completely out of their way week in and week out to support our kids, get our kids what they need. Um, and so, you know, getting this far and playing in a state championship, it, it's literally the entire town that, that should be feeling like they've earned it because we have we have i mean everybody that supports us and everybody that does everything for us and 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 from from you know the the, the freshmen that are showing up to practice every day five weeks after their season's over to the 90 year old grandma that shows up every uh game to cheer like you you should all feel that you've earned where we're at um, this week and enjoy this coming up on Thursday because we couldn't do it without everybody in this town coming together and doing what they do uh, to put us in a position to win. Um, and I think that, you know, the last four or five years, we're, we're starting to see, we're, we're starting to, to, to 
see the benefits of all that stuff. And we're, we're finally, I believe, at a place where it was back in the 70s. You know what I mean? Where, where people are really into it and people love it and people are willing to invest in our kids and our youth. And not just our football program, but our, our education system um, completely. And, you know, it's just, it's an awesome thing. And you don't see it every day if you see it at all outside of mass and ohio and it's and it's and it's awesome and and we're just we're just proud to be a part of it as a coaching staff um and you know we just we want to go out there and we want to win for our town because i think that's that's the most important thing you know we're, we're masslin and being a guy that's been away from it for you know 12 years or, or you know the the time that i was gone coaching at other schools and i coached at great schools that had great communities but there is nothing like Mass in Ohio. Absolutely nothing. And if you want to come and say that, that there's another place like us, yeah, you can you can take it wherever you want to take it, but it just ain't true. This place is amazing, and, um, and, and I love it to death, and I know our kids love it to death, and I think that's one of the bigger differences, too, is our kids realize what this community is about, and, and our kids realize you know the support that we get from everybody out there and they fridays or saturdays or thursdays or whatever day of week it is you know they know that and then they're playing for you too and um you know i just can't be more thankful and for how blessed we are with with the people that we have in this town and the, and the community and the culture that's just been developed over you know the last decades a hundred years or whatever we've been doing it um, keep doing what you're doing and uh, you know we love you and 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 we appreciate everything and I don't know, it's just awesome so well you know as a fan part of it I see like uh, sounds good Hank I see that the, uh, the parents they take their turn they step right up mm -hmm. they got to do what they got to do get their kids ready and you know it's like the parents they didn't even know nothing about football before their kids start playing not all of them i'm just talking about some of them mm -hmm. mostly the mothers but when they do they just jump right in and they help out just as much you know yeah. it's it's kind of it's you see them one time they'll say make comments about mass and football big deal you know but when their kids playing five years later, it's yeah. Did you go to the game? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't miss. You know, it's mm -hmm. one of them, and that's where I think you know it's just it hits the community. And when they say community, I mean that's the word, Maslin, yeah. the community, because it is beautiful. It don't get no better than this. No, it doesn't. And you know what? It's 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 a community, but it's it's a family. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, it's 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 that intimate here. And if and if you know, I don't know if anybody's listening that doesn't live in Maslin to this podcast, but it's a family, and it's unbelievable. And and you see people, it, it's contagious. Because I mean, you know, we we've got kids on our football team that aren't from here, that 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 you know you know move in or do whatever and come to the school, and it's amazing to see that when you get you know kind of inoculated into our community into our into our our society when you come in and you, and you actually become a part of it how quickly it absorbs you 
in, into the family and, and how quickly just that mentality of we're here, we've got each other's back, we're here to support one another, how contagious that feeling is. And now in a world today where, where you know, we have massive decisiveness in our, in our country, where you see, you know, you, you can't turn on the no, on the news or Facebook or Twitter, and you just see massive decisiveness where these people are fighting and arguing about this and that and politics and religion and racial issues and all that sort of stuff. And then you, you, you take a microscope and you put it on Maslin, Ohio, and you see all the bullshit that everybody else is worried about just vanish like smoke. Because we have something here, a love for one another and a support for one another that I believe doesn't exist in many parts of the world. And, it, and it's awesome. And, you know, I, you know, moving here two years ago with my wife, who was, who was you know, brought up and raised uh, in Mansfield, Ohio, and, and didn't have that and see her come here and move her out away from her hometown and bring her in here and then just see how she reacts to I mean, obviously she's got family now here with my family, but just outside with people that that she's met and people that are in the community and people that are that are supporting this and and watch her grow into this this masculine family and how much she loves it and how much she buys into it and then my kids that have brought over and how much they just naturally are drawn to uh, the community support. Um, just being a tiger, it's 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 amazing. I mean, it's something that you can't unless you're experiencing it. You can go out and watch Go Tigers, and yeah, we look crazy and we look like we're fanatics and all that sort of stuff. But until you're in here and you understand what it means to be a mass on tiger and you understand what it means to live it day in and day out, you'll never understand the bond that we have as Maslin. And you can go to we'll go to all these away games and have everybody boo us and have everybody say, Oh, we have ravenous fans and that sort of stuff. No, it's a family. And it's a bunch of people that that support our youth and support and support support our kids and they're willing to go to war for for everything that we're about day in and day out and when you wake up every morning and you know that you're a Maslin Tiger and that you know how that's behind you and you know that you've got that support that's when amazing things happen and that's what's going on right now in Maslin Ohio uh, you know with our football program and our academics and everything we have a community that's supporting our youth and supporting each other and amazing things are happening and you know I, I see that happening for a long time to come thick or thin you know where it's obviously I get a little bit passionate about it because I love it and it's and it's just it's amazing and um, like I said we as a coaching staff as a team um, being administrator at, at in our school district um, and working with kids, not just football players, all of our kids, and working with all different kinds of parents across the board from different economic situations and different, um, just you know, different types of lifestyles. Um, I I could never be more proud to say I'm a part of something than I am to say I'm from Maslin, Ohio. I'm a Maslin Tiger, and that's all that matters. And it's nice to have you back. Yeah, it's it great don't to be get, back. It's just, it's, it's a, <laughs> like I said, it's a beautiful thing. And um, I tell you, when your dad was around, 
these kids were strong. And I'm not trying to cut down anybody else or nothing like that. But when you came around, we seen it different. It's coming back. You know, and the name, oh, yeah, you got to live up to the name. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. But and, but you got no problem with it because you went full force into it. And, you know, being a tiger, being missing that many years and coming back, that had to be a thrill. That, that, just, that just had to – did it change you in any way? Uh, did it make you just feel like – you're at home now? No, 100%. I mean, obviously, it was a goal of mine um, always. You know what I mean? Um, it was something that I've always worked to. Um, it, it, was, it, was, it was a long process, too, because, you know, when I graduated from college, um, you know, with my teaching degree, and, you know, I thought then that I was ready. Um, and I'm a big believer in... in you know, God's got a plan for everybody, and it's, you know, everything that happens, good or bad, um, is kind of pointing you in a direction to where you need to be. And I thought I was ready when I graduated from college. You know, I did I, I did some strength training work at, at Northern Michigan University as a, as a student assistant, um, so I thought I knew what I was doing. Um, but looking back now, I didn't. Um, so, so the, the, the time away really, and, and, you know, working at kind of a smaller school at a division three school really gave me the opportunity to kind of develop my, you know, just my abilities as a coach. And then not only that, but just my style as a coach and how I want to pr approach programming, strength, and conditioning and that sort of stuff, but to learn. Um, so it was a great, you know, just kind of a great, uh, learning point where I could kind of start from scratch and develop what I believed in and that sort of stuff. And it took me the full 12 years of 12, 14 years of, of, of coaching, um, figuring out what works, figuring out what doesn't work, getting more education. I went back and got, you know, obviously my master's degree in exercise science. Um, I've gotten more certifications, some that are good, some that are terrible, um, but just different things, learning, absorbing, and all that stuff. And I'm by no means at the end. I mean, there's there's plenty that I don't know. I'm not I'm not saying that I know everything because I don't. Um, I'm still learning every day. Um, but you know that time away to be able to develop that stuff, but also to kind of see what everything else is like. You know, because you know, going back to what we were just talking about, you know, it it one of the blessings in my life is being in places where uh, things like like sports and supporting um, our kids as a collective family wasn't really high on the priority list. You know, seeing what that's like, and 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 trying to coach kids that aren't exactly motivated to be there every day, and dealing with parents who really don't care if their kids are good at football or good at basketball or good at wrestling, really don't care if they show up to workouts every day. You know, figuring out how to deal with that, and then having an opportunity to come back and working with with kids because our kids love to work. Our kids understand, and you know that's a testament to our to the, to the parents. That's a testament to the, the community here. Our kids, I don't. It doesn't take a lot for me to, to get our kids ready to go for a Monday squat workout early in the season when we're doing reps at ten 
and it sucks and it's painful. It doesn't take a lot for, for me to motivate those kids. And when, when you place me in that type of an environment, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot easier than, than it is in other places. You know, that our kids want to do hard work. So I put the workouts out there. The kids do it and, and they do it hard. And that start, you know, that shows week 14 and week 15 in a season or week 10 when you're playing McKinley. Um, so coming back and being able to uh, just enjoy what I have here and, and enjoy the community support. You know, I look at, uh, you know, I look at some of these people who are like, you know, oh, I want to make it. Now, you know, I want to be a big time strength coach in this place or that place. And man, I am a big time strength coach right now because I'm in Maslin, Ohio, and I don't care what you say. You know, you can offer me a job at a at a smaller Division One school right now. I ain't taking it. I'm exactly where I need to be with the people that I need to be and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's it it's amazing. I got an opportunity to work with some amazing kids, some amazing athletes, amazing parents, amazing community, and. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say that it, it has changed me as much as it's just made me grateful and, and just feel blessed. And it's just every day I wake up and I'm just happy to be here. And it, it's it's I'm home and I'm working with my family and I'm working with my best friends every day at work. And uh, it's it's I, I, my my worst nightmare is that I'm going to wake up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like pinching myself every day, and I'm like, "Oh, this can't be a dream. It's got to be real." So I, you know, I love it, and it's great to be home. And um, you know, I've been blessed here with the last two years, and you know, only lost one football game since I've been back. So it's it's hard you to sound just like your dad. <laughs> well, I hope so. You know, blessed. it's it's it's, and that doesn't go unnoticed either, man. I mean, every day I wake up and. And I go to work, and, I, and I'm standing in that weight room, and I look up, and I get to see the big picture of him up on the wall, and I get to see his name, you know, above the door when I come in, and I just, and, you know, I'm never going to be satisfied. I'm never going to think that I've arrived, you know. Yeah, I, I might be in the best place that that I can be, and that's true, but at no point in time am I ever going to say I'm good enough. I'm good enough. It's 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 never going to happen. Um, you know, I've been working on our off season for three weeks now. I'm already, I'm already, you know, I'm not looking ahead as in, you know, this season's over by any means, but I'm already, I'm already thinking about what we need to do to get better, you know, next year because it, there's, it's, it's, you know, I can always learn more. I can always get better. I, I feel like I can always do a, a, a better job of, of motivating our youth um, to, to be, to, to reach their full potential um, and there isn't a day go by that I don't I'm, I'm not reading something to, to try and learn more or I'm not reaching out to other strength coaches across the state to figure out what they're doing to get ideas um, to see how I can improve this I mean it's everything like how can how can you know last couple of weeks I've just been kind of how, how can we stretch better before a game how can we be more efficient you know, it's that small you know and also how can I better design our program throughout the entire year um, to make sure that that we're eliminating some of these bumps and bruises that we're getting late in the season you know I want to get through an entire football season starting our the, the, the our starters I want to finish week 15 with the same starters that we have week one and what do I got to do that anytime a kid gets hurt I take it personally 
uh, you know, that's the first thing I think. That kid got hurt. What didn't I do to prepare his body for that injury? Um, and that happens all the time, and I lose sleep over that because I feel like it's my job to prepare them mentally and physically to play the game. We've got an incredible sto- coaching staff. Our guys are gonna, our kids are gonna know what to do, when to do it, how to do it. I have no doubt in that. I've, I've, I've never had more faith in a, in a, in a coaching staff than I do with our guys right now. I think we have the best coaching staff in the state, probably beyond. Well, with the experience these last three years, sure, you got the best coaching staff. Yeah. yeah. But you got the kids too. Yeah. And you know, anyway, that's them kids been yep. there, seen this. And you can't tell me they ain't hungry. Oh, they're hungry. They, you know, when they beat Hoban, they was happy and all that. But it was like, that changed. Yep. That changed. They're, they're ready to get into next week, you know. It's just another part of the process, like I said. And, you know, that's what we, that's what we, you know, we talk about it. And, you know, before I came here, I was always a little bit wary of, you know, setting the goal of winning a state championship. Um. Just because, as a strength coach, I'm more I'm I like to focus on the process of things. Whereas, if if, if you're focusing on the rep that you're doing right now, and everything that you have is just focused on that one rep, the big picture always falls into place. You know, I got a set of ten in the back squats. I need to focus on this perfect form. I need to focus on grinding this thing out so I get all ten reps. If I do that. And then the next set, I do it again. And then the next set, I do it again. Over a course of time, it's inevitable. I'm going to get stronger. I'm going to get bigger. And we preach that too going through the season. As in, we need to focus on this. We need to focus on this game. We need to focus on doing our job every single play. The outcome is going to be what the outcome is, which is going to be successful as long as you keep doing that consistently, consistently. And I was never really a fan of saying, okay, we're playing for a state championship um, until I came here because of the drive and the focus that our kids are able to have. They're able to set a goal of going 15 weeks, but at the same time, focus on the week-to-week, the day-to-day, the rep-to-rep that they need to do to be successful. And that's incredibly hard to find with 14, 15, you know, 16-year-old kids. Um, so, you know, you're right. We've been we've been blessed with that. And like I said, that's a that's that's a testament to the the parents and the community and and everybody that's had uh, an impact on these kids' lives cuz we got a, we've had a great group of kids the last several years and um you know, it helps, like I said, to, to be in a position that we've been the last three. Because, you know, if you haven't noticed, there's, there seems to be a natural progression here. You know, <laughs> you lose in the regional finals and then, you, and then you know, you win the regional finals. And then you lose in the, in the, in the finals and, and it's going. And, and that's, you know, as a strength coach, that's what you want to see. Because failure, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, we talk about the war path week in and week out. The warpath is about having an event happen, having a bad situation happen, and how do you react to it? Um, you know, and failure is an amazing educator. It's an amazing educator. When you when you believe in something and you've worked for something and then you come up short, there ain't too many things in life that are gonna 
that are going to motivate you to, to go a little bit harder to get what you want. You know, if everything's hunky dory and it's easy, how hard are you going to work? Yeah. You know, we're humans. We're humans. You can say what you want. We're humans, but you know, failure is an amazing educator, and 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 we've we've taken our lumps. Um, we've been fortunate, and obviously we've been successful, but we've taken our hits in, in a couple of places the last couple of years where when when we when we didn't want to, and um, our kids haven't lost sight of that, and they're hungry going into this week, and we've got a great challenge in front of us, and I think our kids are excited to accept that challenge and and uh, uh, attack this thing with everything we've got, and we're fortunate to be relatively healthy right now, and um, I think we're in a good position to do what we want to do, and we just got to go out and we got to execute. It's just another week. It's, it's another part of the process. It just happens to be that we, you know our goal was 15 weeks, and we're there, and we just got one more. So let's go out and take it. Yeah, um, you know, you, you might find a couple people just born with that mentality of, I like failure, it's a good teacher, I'm going to keep grinding, I'm going to work harder and harder and harder. I can't believe an entire football team of, you know, high schoolers was born like that. That's something you got to, they, that they have to see, that they have to be taught, that that has to be instilled in them. And I think what I want to go back on something you said earlier about how you're constantly improving every day. Mm-hmm. I see that in our entire staff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's one thing to preach it to the kids, but it's a whole nother when you're showing it to them, too. 100%. Uh, you know, just just we've got a group of, like I said, it, it helps when you got masking guys on staff, too. Because it, 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 it and, and I'm not, when I, when I say that, you know, it's, it's, it's it's not it's because, not a knock on the guys it's not a knock on the guys that aren't yeah. because you know the the Mazers and the Trox and the Millers and and you know the the guys that 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 aren't Maslin guys they get it I mean they've been here and when they got here they fell in love with this place and they're tigers they're tigers um, so. And they and they're, you know, amazing coaches and amazing amazing leaders for our young men, um, and they've bought in and they understand. And a part of that too is, kind of like me going away for twelve years. They've been on the other side and they've seen what other programs are like. And when they come in, being the type of men that they are, they appreciate what this town is and what this culture is, and you know they love it just as much as if not more than we do. Um, because they know what the other side's like, um, but you're right. You know they're constantly improving. They're constantly trying to get better. There's not a day that goes by that they're not in there grinding out. Whether it's in the season or out of the season, you, you wouldn't, you will not find a harder working coaching staff than we have right now. You you won't do it, um, and they do it because they love it, because they love our kids and they love our community. Um, but you know nobody is born saying. Give me failure. Give me hardship. Give me adversity. Nobody is, you know. Um, some of us are raised in a certain way where where we make that realization a little bit later than others, but it's something that we talk about all the time with our kids, and it's something that we strive to um, put our kids into a situation where they're in a bad spot where it sucks, where it's hard, 
where they're going to fail. You know, we do that in the weight room. At some point in time, you're going to reach a weight that you can't lift. And they're going to fail. And when they do it, we have that conversation with these kids. Listen, this is a part of the process. This is what you do. You need to get to a place where you can't go anymore and then recalibrate yourself and go back some more and do it again and again and again. And that's the majority of our offseason. And that's why strength and conditioning and you know the, the preseason stuff that we do with our skill development and our speed development um, is, is so crucial because everything that we do kind of simulates a football game. And there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows. There's going to be days where you hit those weights and you feel great and you're good. And then a week later, you're going to get kicked right in the teeth. And you're going to get back down again. And and outside of that, you know, and I know I've talked about this before, but just in life. And we talk to our kids about that. And we have plenty of kids on our football team that are in really crappy home situations. You know, where, where you know, they've, you know, we've had kids that have lost family members. Um, you know, unexpectedly in the past year, we've had people that have, you know, been evicted from their homes and had to relocate, or we have kids that, you know, get, are living with, with, with their buddies or living with, you know, they, they've got nowhere to live. They're essentially homeless. And we sit down and we say, Hey, listen, this is, this is a part of life. Life is hard. Life is difficult. It's not going to be the last time that you see something like this, but you got to overcome it. You got to come back. You can't let it identify you. You can't. You can't be the person that that identifies as being a victim or as, as identifies as being somebody that's been beat down. So I'm gonna look this thing in the face. I'm gonna overcome it, and then that's gonna pay off later on. Whether it's on the football field or whether it's when you're in college trying to get a degree or it's when you you have a job or you have kids or you've got a marriage that's on the rocks. These are the things that are gonna pull you through that and and, and gonna make you be successful in life. And that's a beautiful that's a beauty about this whole thing and about this whole town is that you've got people that are going to support you. Bad things are going to happen and you're going to have the tools when you get out of this to overcome that and be successful and be somebody that's going to support somebody else later on down the line and make things better. Make this town better, make your family better, you know, make your job better, whatever that may be. That's the beauty of all this stuff is we're setting these kids up for to be successful in life and and they're doing a pretty good job of that and uh, like I said our kids we got a great group of kids and 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 they're excited about about challenges and they're excited about seeing adversity and overcoming it so it's it's a fantastic thing experience isn't that it the last three years yeah these kids had the best experience yep and you know. I don't know how the uniform situation is, but I know when you go 15 games in a season, that's like a season and a half. Mm -hmm. And don't them uniforms take a beating? No, yeah, sure. When they going on sale? <laughs> Probably at the end of the season. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, um, just kind of swinging back around to something you said. You know, it's something that growing up here, you don't realize it until – that's like the first thing you hear about, you know, guys that go on to play at, say, Mountain Union or kind of other smaller schools or go on to coach, something like that, at somewhere else that, you know, you don't realize what Maslin is until you're not part of it anymore. Right. And it, or conversely, you know, you, Kale, Trox, Mazer, anybody else that didn't grow up here, they come in and they see it and they fall in love with it. Mm -hmm. And 
just how this city can come together and support the team is it it's nowhere else like it you know i think it was sal that said it was after you know downtown after the mckinley game everybody loves everybody mm-hmm. and i if you want to look at like one thing that just shows you the support that this town shows the attendance for the state championship games last year 2000 1800 2400 12600 2000 1500 you know one of these things ain't like the other mm-hmm. guess which game mass was at and that's just i i don't really have a you know question or leading you in anything else i just kind of hoping you start talking and you know be inspirational like you usually do like yeah for this whole episode but it's just it's i mean it's true it's just it's you know and i and i had that experience like i said i mean even even leaving and going to a, a small division two college and uh playing in a stadium that only held eight thousand and you know in a good game we were getting maybe five thousand uh in the stands in college and and you know just just the, the 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 it's different when you go out and you're playing a football game and you know that you're doing it for something that's bigger than yourself you know it's different when you go to work every day and you know and, and I'm not just talking about football you know I'm talking about my my job as as dean of students it's a lot easier waking up every morning and going to work and knowing that I'm that I'm I'm going to work for something that's bigger than me. I'm not doing it for a paycheck. Trust me, I I can go sell T-shirts and make a lot more money than I am uh, being in a high school administrator. All right, but that's not that's not why I do it. I do it I do it every day because I know that I'm working for something that's going to give back to me as as in this community. I'm doing something because I believe in Madison, Ohio. I believe in our youth. I believe in our community. And every day I go to work saying, I'm going to make this place better. I'm going to leave my, I'm going to have an impact on this community in a positive way that's going to make our kids better. Because I I don't care about the rest of the world. You know? I mean, in in the grand scheme of things. I care about Maslin and I care about Maslin kids. And what else, everybody else does, whatever. Okay, because I know that we got something special here, and if I can contribute in whatever minute way that I can to this great thing that we've got going, then I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do that with a smile on my face every day. Because I wake up every morning, every Monday morning after a weekend, and I'm not thinking, "Oh man, I got to go to work today." No, I get up at four thirty in the morning. I go and I do heavy back squats every Monday, and I'm thinking, "I'm ready to go." I'm going to get the hardest part of my day out, and I'm going to go and make these kids better. And it's not just football players. It's every kid that walks in that school. It's every time that that a kid screws up and they get sent to my office and I have a conversation about why you're making bad decisions and why you need to why why you need to get yourself in line to be a better person, to be the best that you can be. Because I know that that's going to come back and that's going to make us better as a community. And... Um, you know, I, I think people people get that here, and and, and we have a love for one another. Um, and you know, we got our differences. You know, there's no doubt about that. You know, we have our arguments, we have our fights. We, you know, we're we're, we're kind of a rough community as it is, and we have that. But at the end of the day, we're all in this we're all in this fight together. You know, this this is this is all about us. And when we go out 
and we play these 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 other teams that come in, or you know, we go to Louisville, or we go to Barberton, or we're going and playing Avon or Hoban or LaSalle. You know, we all come together, and 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 you don't find that many places. You find that here in Maslin, and that's what makes us great, and that's what makes this whole place amazing, and um, it gets me out of bed every morning, and it's 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 a beautiful thing, and I I couldn't. I couldn't imagine being anywhere else or have or raising my family um, in any other place than this because it's, it's it's amazing and uh, we appreciate it. I know as a coaching staff and as a team, and uh, let's just keep going and keep doing what we do and and, and get better. And uh, it's just we love you, Maslin, and that's just that's just what it is. So yeah, I mean, I as normal with a standard stew speech i'm pretty much uh <laughs> speechless right now i have no real way to smoothly transition here so i'm just going to kind of pivot and throw it to my dad i know he's got a couple questions for you so shoot okay as you know the program like your dad after working out the ball team on saturday It'd be about quarter to 11. He'd be swinging by here picking me up, and we had to Piedmont. Mm-hmm. He'd pick up me and my dog, and the way we go down there for football season. So we'd do leaves and stuff like that, you know, and sit around, get a fire going, and drink a couple beers, and we'd talk a little bit. And the thing with him, you don't ask stupid questions. You know, sure. mm-hmm. you, you better be direct with him and stuff like that because he didn't want to beat around the bush with anything. And some of the questions, well, one question every every week on the way down, I'd want to know what the injury report is. Mm-hmm. I always want to know who was hurt, but that's it. I could care less about the opponents, and I can care less about the opponent we just got done with. But, you know, your dad, he just had... He had it. He was smooth on everything he was talking about. He'd come down there in the month of July. What he'd do? He'd come down Friday night. You see him for a little bit, but then again Saturday morning you wouldn't see him. He'd stay in his stay in his cabin, work on all them forms mm-hmm. for the new players coming up and all this and he'd have uh, a schedule for each kid yep. and there was like 150 kids of in the different classes he had there and like you said not all of them were uh, football players right some of them <clears throat> need you know some somebody might have been a track or there was one kid that i knew his father his name was mike wolf and his son was Jason, and he says, "I wish I could have him on my football team because that kid listens to everything I say." You know, <laughs> sure. and, but so let, let me get back to where I was going with this. Um, your dad would go out in the winter time; would go out to Lincoln, Nebraska, to the University of Nebraska, mm-hmm. and he knew people there, and he would see how they do different things, how the new equipment, if it was worth getting, or anything like that. And, you know, my question to you is, are you um, 
are you doing anything like that? Are they they sending you anywhere to get information on, you know, something new? Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, we reach out um, and try to go to different colleges. Um, you know, each year we also have. I mean, you know, the. the different just i mean now that the you know well just to back up a little bit so you know when he was going out to nebraska in the you know late 80s or, or early 90s you know they were really the at the forefront of strength and conditioning I mean, those guys nebraska was really the ones who figured out that um you know, if 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 our big guys, you know, specifically, they they kind of focused on their offensive and defensive fronts. Um, you know, the guys that are that are getting stronger are the guys that are performing better. Um, so they they kind of set the tone really for um, strength training, strength training at a collegiate level or all levels for that matter. So that's why he was quick to go out there and, and new guys out there. And you know, to be honest, I mean, he was. He was at the forefront too. When you talk to a lot of these older strength coaches, um, you know they, they, they knew Dad's name. They knew who he was. He, he he conversed with a lot of those guys. And there isn't too many times where I'll I'll go and talk to an older strength coach and tell him my name, and they'll say, "Oh, you're from Maslin. Oh, are you related to Steve Studer?" And I'm like, oh yeah. So um, you know he he was kind of in that fraternity early on when it was kind of on its onset. Um, you know, but to answer your question, you know, we go out, I go out, you know, as much as I can, not just at the college level, but also at the high school level on, um, you know, I'm going to a clinic um, the weekend after next weekend, right after the state championship, um, which is kind of like a strength training summit um, to just kind of clinic up there. Um, last off season, we had kind of a uh, uh, the the strength coach at Hoban, who's actually, I mean, he's that guy. That guy knows his stuff. Obviously, there's a reason why they're so good. Um, but he had kind of the the top strength coaches in the state kind of met up um, last spring up at Hoban High School. So we kind of went up there and had a round table and kind of talked to all the guys up there. Um, but you know, last year um, I went down and met with uh, Ohio State's strength training staff. Um, we talked a lot about speed and conditioning. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff that we do that, that we do um, that I've been doing for years is is very similar to the stuff that they've been doing. Um, so that was kind of just kind of a, a reaffirmation to me that you know we're doing the right thing. Um, but went down and, and learned some things from them. They have uh, a clinic down there that I went to. Um, uh, actually might end up going back or might be going as well to Nebraska. Um, Zach DeCant is the head strength coach out there, um, and their special teams coordinator was actually my defensive coordinator at NMU when I played in college. Um, he left NMU, got hooked up with Scott Frost um, down there in Florida, so he moved up. So I got a connection there, so we'll probably go out and meet with them. Um but we got big connections, you know, at, at Cincinnati. We got some guys at Pitt. Um, we've got a connection down at Alabama. That's the one I'd really like to go to. Scott Cochran down there, obviously. Um, he's one of the better strength coaches in the country. Um, so I'd like to go down and meet with him. So it's really, at this point, it's just a matter of time, um, meaning how much time do we have to go meet with other coaches. But we've got some things set up. 
Um, and then kind of on the flip side with that, this offseason, I've, I've got a couple uh, clinics scheduled where I'm going to speak. Um, the week after the state championship, I'm doing kind of an online seminar uh, with, with some strength coaches where I kind of talk about what we do here at Maslin um, as a strength program. So I like to do that too, just kind of a way to give back. You know, I go and I, 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 I learn from a lot of coaches, but I also want other people to kind of learn from us. So it's kind of a two-edged sword there, you know, give and take a little bit. Um, but we're always looking for something new. Um, you know, you talk about how he used to, how dad would go down to the cabin and, and grade all his his sheets for the guys that were that were lifting, um, and that's the way I've done it. Literally, I mean, for the last twelve years, we've we've been pen and paper. Um, we're actually fortunate enough now our our booster club, um, in kind of conjunction with um, with uh, uh, our our board of education, um, has invested in in getting uh, new iPads for the weight room. So. This coming off season, we're going to have um, iPads at each squat rack. So when the kids come in, when we got some uh, we got some new strength training software, which is is going to be awesome just for kind of tracking our kids' progress and also for me. I mean, for the last twelve years, I've been writing in you know handwritten weights for each kid every week throughout the entire off season and the and the regular season. You know what what they need to do you know for their weights because um, I'm a firm believer that you know uh, you know some coaches go out and say okay we're gonna do this today and go out and squat and they don't tell them what to do you know I, I we have an exact weight for every lift that the kid does throughout the day and they either get it or they don't do it they record it and then I grade it and I either move them up or move them down in their weights based on the percentages of their of their one rep maxes um, but now we'll have these iPads. We just got them last week. Um, we're going to install those into all of our racks. So when the kids come in, they'll click on their group on the iPad. Their personalized workout will come up. It'll have all the exercises that they need to do. It'll have all the weights that they need to do. They program it in when they, you know, they type in their weights, what they successfully completed. Um, it also has the ability to film their lifts. So I'll be able to see, you know, because this, we got 100 kids in the weight room. I might be at one end of the room spotting a kid lifting while another kid's squatting over here. I can go back and look at the film, make sure their films, their form is good and stuff like that. Make sure they did the weight correctly. And then I can monitor them all through my my laptop um, at home, grade stuff, and then reprogram it. Um, so those are just some of the things that we're kind of advancing to get us to the next level. And then that, you know, having that type of uh, technology just makes it a lot easier for me to look at our kids as a group and see throughout the throughout the season, um, throughout the off season, make sure that we're collectively seeing the gains that we need to go to, to get uh, at the you know point of the off season that we're at, um, and then I can more successfully kind of adapt our program to see what our needs are and that sort of stuff. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. It's pretty awesome. Um, not not a lot of not a lot of high schools have that type of technology. That's pretty much what everybody's doing, um, you know, at the collegiate level and that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, we go out and like I said, I'm I'm, all, I'm always trying to learn. Um, I read every morning. I get up 4:30. I spend at least 20 minutes every morning reading um, about strength and conditioning, um, reading you know research journals or just textbooks or 
new stuff that's coming out. Um, you know, about eighty percent of it's garbage, but I read it anyway because um, you get that twenty percent that really you never know. Yeah, you know, you, you find that same thing. It's the same thing with the clinics that we go to. You know, most of the stuff that 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 I'm hearing are things that I already know, but it's good to kind of regurgitate that. Um, to just kind of refresh your memory and then you know i can sit in a in a clinic with a strength coach that's talking for an hour and if i find one little thing that he does that 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 makes me a little bit better then then it's worth that hour or that two hours or that eight hours you know i don't care um you know and any little thing and it's just it's the little things how you manage the weight room how you you know maybe attack a certain uh, cycle or, or anything like that? Um, there's always there's always a better way to do it, in my opinion. So so I'm learning and it, and, it, and it adapts. But a big part of that is going out and talking to other strength coaches at any level and seeing what they do and seeing how they do it. Because somewhere in there, even if they don't know what they're doing, there's probably something in there that I can learn from. And even if it's a bad way to do it. You know, that that helps too. Like, okay, I know that I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I'm going to do this. You know, you, you can learn from everybody. And it's, 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 I think, a big part of being successful at anything is having the, the humility to understand that you don't know everything. And, um, you know, you can learn from everybody, whether they're doing it the right way or doing it the wrong way. You, you can learn from everybody that you come in contact with. And having that open mind, I think, is a big is a big part of being progressive and, 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 and getting better. Um, so, like I said, it, it, it's it's already I'm already making plans. Like I said, I'll be I'll be at uh, I'll be at a clinic next weekend, uh, learning from them, and um, I got a couple other ones that I got lined up, and a couple other things that I'm speaking at that I'm presenting at throughout the off season, and that's always a good opportunity too because. Anytime I can get a big group of guys, strength coaches in a room, if I'm talking to them when it's done, there's still a lot of strength coaches in the room. So I can go around and talk to those guys and see what they're doing um, to try and you know make my game a little bit better. And um, it's a great opportunity. So, yeah, we get out there. I get out there as much as I can. And I can't get out there too much because I'm kind of the home base guy throughout the offseason. You know, while all the other coaches are kind of working on next year's game plan, I'm the guy that the kids see every day. I'm the one that's in their face every day. I'm the one that's reminding them, you know, if you're not if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. So, uh, but any, any chance I can get out and talk to guys or, or do whatever I can, I'm always trying to learn. So, hmm. that's what your dad used to say about anytime I can get out, I go to Slob Acres. <laughs> I I got to fit time in for that too. <laughs> but you know, it's like I was saying. He'd be in that room at his cabin, and he'd just sit there, and he'd figure all these programs out for these kids, all the way down to the freshmen. Yep. He'd have everything ready, and then he'd come walking up, and it used to be like me and your uncle, Joe, mm -hmm. and he'd be walking up, and we'd have a fire going and stuff, and we'll have a beer in our hand, and your dad would come up there, and he'd bring a six-pack up. And I always remembered this. He'd give us all a beer. And when he was done drinking his second beer, he slowly walked back down to his cabin and went to bed. <laughs> now, I don't know if that was just from mentally stuff, you know, from figuring all that stuff out, but he was beat, mm -hmm. you know. 
And uh, other than that, you know, it was he he really enjoyed going out to Nebraska. Yeah. You know, and uh, like you said, any little thing could really, really help, you know. And, you know, I don't know if you knew this or not, but he would design a machine and have your Uncle Eddie mm-hmm. build it for him oh, yeah. and weld it up for him. Yep. And then once he did one, they'd do two, they'll do three, then they'll have a set of six, yep. you know. Yep. And these machines were just unbelievable what they did with the kids you know you put the weights on them it's just just like a machine but these were more homemade right and these wasn't gonna fall apart right you know yeah i remember and those. my goodness you know and i don't know i just uh four more days <laughs> four more days and it's a long week it's a long week we're fortunate you know we don't have school tomorrow we're still on Thanksgiving break, so our kids get another day to rest there. Um, you know, and then we got we got a day of school. Uh, you know, Tuesday, and then Wednesdays. You know, day before, and then and then we're there. So you know, it's it's going to go by quick. But I, I don't know, just judging last year. I mean, you said that last week was just seemed like it just dragged. Well, you on. know. McKinley game, you know, you always get fired up. And, you know, you, you can't never take them for granted, you know, because you always want to, if you have to go to Canton, when you walk over in Canton, you can walk with proud after you kick their butts, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's, it's a great feeling. And nobody else knows why you're smiling, mm-hmm. but you do, you know. <laughs> and... The, the part I like about it, for these last playoff games, after that McKinley game, because you never know what happens in that damn no, McKinley no. game, but these last four weeks, it's like you're walking around with a glow. I mean, a glow. You just feel so mellow. You feel happy. You got a shitty grin on your face. Mm-hmm. And you're ready to whoop the world. Yep. And you know what? I still got that damn glow. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm thankful. I was worried about that not coming, you know. But once I got downtown and saw them kids Friday night show up, man, it's just a great, great, hey, it's Maslin. Yep. And we're on the map. Yep. Yep. And, you know, we're ready to go. Our kids are fit. Our kids are fired up. You know, I think you know. Like I said, our our guys are gonna put together a good game plan. I think our kids are focused. We had a good practice today. You know, we got a couple more to go. And um, but I mean, I mean, even like last year, I mean, it was kind of to a point. And I imagine, you know, from the way our kids are now, it's gonna be very similar. Where we're just trying to hold them back. You know, like the you know tomorrow we're, we're gonna be in full pads. Tomorrow they're probably gonna be chomping at the bit ready to go at each other's throat it's like come on guys let's just take it easy you know we're ready you know we've been doing this for 15 weeks we don't need to go out there and practice tomorrow and beat the living hell out of each other let's just get what we need to do let's get those mental reps in let's get let's get you know we're out there and we're gonna physically get it done but let's just get to the gate you know i think i think we're ready um 
have a couple more good practices here, and then Thursday is going to be here, and it's going to happen, and you know it's going to be a great night. It's going to be a war. We're excited about it. And if you haven't heard, Paul Salvino called off work for the entire school and the entire community. You don't have to go to work on Friday, no matter what your job is. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mr. Salvino. I have, to, I have to text Paul and say Mr. thank yeah. you, buddy. I appreciate yeah. Mr. that. Mr. Salvino yeah. called I'll, off work for I'll the entire community. I'll see you in Slab Acres. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, I feel I feel good about it. Like I said, we we got to go out and play. You know, our kids just got to go out and play. Um, you know, we, we, we go out and we play a good game. We we, we got to minimize big mistakes just like we do every week. Um, you know, we're you never going to play a perfect game, but we got we to gotta minimize mistakes and, and, and play our game. And this is a really good football team that we got coming in, but we, we just got to do what we do and execute and play like Mass and Kids play. And, you know, I like our odds against that. Well, there's there's no doubt that you coaches won't have them kids ready to play. There's no doubt in my mind because you've just been doing it for weeks and weeks and weeks. And even last year, we was in that ball game to the end. There, You know, and the couple plays went bad, and so what? That happens, you know. Pros do the same thing. Yep. But you coaches – put us in that position nope. and nope. that's what made it so great you know and these kids get it you know i mean they, like i said it it's you know we do what we can do as a coaching staff you know but at the end of the day these kids show up every day ready to work um and it's it's just a it's a great group of, group of kids to work with i mean i've been in seasons i've been in win, winning seasons before where you get to week 10 and you just feel beat up like oh my gosh this thing's just dragging on and it's week 15 and uh you know as a coach i could go another 10 weeks it's just fun <laughs> you know it's just fun being around these guys um they come out and you know they're focused and they practice hard but they have fun doing it you know and they're and they're and it's it's fun to be around these kids um, because they enjoy it just as much as we do, and they like working, and they like getting after it. Um, and they've done everything that they needed to do up until this point um, to play and be competitive in a state championship game. I mean, I can say that, you know, with 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 a full heart. They these kids are ready to go. They've earned their spot here. Um, and uh, you know, I think if they just come out and and play the way that they can play, to do what they do, you know, and go out and, in, and enjoy every second of it, good things are going to happen. Good things are going to happen. So so that's where we're at. We want to get them there. You know, they're ready. They're ready. There ain't much we're going to do outside of just a little bit of schematic change here over the next two days that's going to make this football team, you know, any better than we already are. We're ready. We're ready to go. And uh, like I said, let's just go out and play. Let's just go out and do what Maslin does and, and you know, come out and support us. Because, at, you know, and I've said, I think I probably said this every time we're on a podcast. You guys are the fans, the, the community support that we have at that football game. Don't stream it. You know, don't, don't sit at home and listen to it on the radio. 
Get your butt out there. Get in a seat. And because if you don't, you're going to regret it. And if you do, you, you, our fans play a factor in every football game that we play in. 100%. When you guys are up there yelling and screaming, when it's money down and our defense is out there, it's third down. And it's and it's and and you know our fans are smart. Our fans understand it ain't it ain't one of those other ritzy ditzy schools around in Sark County. Our fans understand what's going on, and when they get up and they're screaming and they're and they're they're cheering on our kids, our kids feed off that. It has an impact. Those our opponents they feel it when you guys do that, and it's it's huge. And I know, I know they're going to come out. I know, I know, Maslin, Maslin fans are going to come out. We're going to take over Canton, and we're going to do what we do. But just come out and do your thing. You know, just like the players, fans, come out and do what you do. Just come out and do what you do, and it's going to. It has an effect on that football game, for sure. So let's go out and and let's 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 take over and let's do this thing. Yeah. And then we can hurry up, get back to Maslin. <laughs> we'll do that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to kind of wrap it up, you know, uh, the last uh, podcast episode from last year before the state championship game, we started off with that the game of inches speech from any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't listened to it, well, first off, go back and listen to that episode because we want the plays, play count, you know. But just YouTube it, whatever, go find that speech. And, it, every little thing you do adds up to something. Yep. And I think once the dust settled last year, you know, after the shock of what happened in Week 15 to us, I think uh, that was a very, like, it was an appropriate kind of, it, like, that game of inches that summed up what happened to us. You know, yep. one missed tackle here, one drop ball here. It it was a bunch of little things that added up, and that's how we lost that game. Yep. And this year, I think the biggest difference is we're not going to lose those inches. Yep. I think you know it comes down to discipline, you know, and and, and when you get to a, a state final game and you got two great teams going at it, you know, I think I think what's what's really gonna gonna win or lose this game is discipline. And discipline really is just another word for toughness, because you know if you think about it, what's toughness, toughness is is the ability to to do something that you don't want to do you know when you when you don't want to do it it's it's saying this thing sucks but I'm going to do it anyway um you know so there's going to be a part in this football game cuz we both got players you know they they got they got great players on their football team we got great players on our football team it's going to be are you going to be able to do what you want to do when you don't want to do it are you going to do the little things are you going to focus on the process are you going to focus on that play are you going to be able to overcome adversity um and you know the team that's able to do that better is a team that's going to win this football game you know we got to go out there and be focused and we got to execute we got to do our job and we got to do it the way masculine kids do it with intensity with a little bit of violence because our kids like being a little bit of violent on the football field and uh you know we do that and I, I think we're going to be in a great position to win um, and, you know, I feel confident in it because that's what we've focused on for the last year. We focused on being disciplined. We focused on putting ourselves in a position where things suck and you don't want to go any harder, but you do it anyway. And our kids are, our kids are used to that at this point. So 
you know, and I, I, I told our kids this the entire offseason. We need to get uncomfortable. We need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We need to go to that dark spot. We need to hang out in that shitty little place where your body's saying, I can't go anymore, and you keep doing it, and you keep coming, and you need to get comfortable in that dark space. And uh, I think our kids have proven that, they've, that they're able to do that, and um, we're going to go get after it on Thursday night. And the cards are going to lay where the cards are going to lay. And if I'm going to bet on anybody, I'm going to bet on our boys and I'm going to bet on this community. And let's go out and let's get some on Thursday. Well, they've been there before. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they've been at that dark spot. Yep. And now they know what it's like. And you have a little bit of respect and discipline like you, you taught these kids. You know what? I'm going to be up in them stands. <laughs> I'll be in that dark space with them. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It ain't going to get no better than this. Yep. And like I said, we're going to do it, and we're going to do it as a community. We're going to do it as a community. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be us out there. And it ain't just the 11 kids on the field at a time. It's, it's, it's Maslin, Ohio. So come out and support our kids. Like I said, get out there, and let's do this thing together. Let's go out and let's take this thing. And then we'll celebrate together, too. It'll be a great thing. You hear that, Mom and Dad? (laughs) (laughs) You're doing great out there. So, hey, go Tigers. Go Tigers, baby. So to kind of finish up the podcast here, you know, just shout out to our sponsor, J.P. Simon, over at Simon Says. Go get some sweet, uh, awesome Masson swag, you know, the three-peat regional championship gear. Federal League champ gear, all your other masks and stuff, and hopefully after this Thursday, some uh, new gear coming out too. That's a goal. And uh, a lot of uh, our guest here, Coach Stu, a lot of his own original designs, and Tiger Store 55, right? TigerStore55.com. Got limited stuff on the website. If you really want the good stuff, go downtown. Yeah. Selling straight out of the store, but should have some new stuff this week um, leading into the game, and then things go as planned we'll have a whole lot of new stuff next week so <laughs> so with that just got a couple questions left yes sir Stu, you're back squatting like your life depends on it what mm-hmm. song do you blare on those speakers other than wish you were here because you already took that one uh party in the usa love it <laughs> <laughs> that and anything by pantera all right a little I, bit of a little bit of a mix there yeah very, I, like a, two, I like a little bit of heavy metal. Two very I'm different. After it, yeah, yeah. You know, party yeah, yeah. is every once in a while some Lil Wayne. I, I, I kind of go across the board. If you had to pick one, besides party in the USA, because that's obviously number one. Well, I mean, Floyd's number one. Yeah, anything Pink Floyd really is number one. Um, you know, Five Minutes Alone by Pantera gets my blood boiling. All right. Um, so yeah, you know, but I'm not. I'm not really biased. But to be honest with you, once you get once you get through that fourth or fifth rep, everything goes dark. You can't really hear anything. Yeah. Other than your own gasping breath and you know The dark side <laughs> of the moon. <laughs> yeah. And if you're really doing it right, you're talking with God. Right. You're having conversations yeah. and, all, and all the music kinda gets kinda gets tuned out. Yeah. <laughs> so um that's all I got for you, Stu. But 
We got two questions left. We always ask our, our guests. New guests. Yeah. Got questions here, Midge. Number one. This is last year's big question. Is a hot dog a sandwich? All depends what stadium you're in. We need some clarification on that, Midge. As yeah. Hmm? So a little bit more in depth. On, on that. Explain the Euclid answer. Stadium has the best hot dogs. Is it a sandwich? That one is. Which one isn't? The one you get Maslin at the last game of the season. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask why, but I feel like the, the answer is just going to leave me with more questions. <laughs> so, moving along. Stu, you had a very short, succinct answer for this one, but I got I got to ask you: Is a pop tart a ravioli? Is a pop tart a ravioli? Is it the meat ravioli or is it the cheese ravioli? Apparently, it's neither. It's like it's, a, a jam ravioli. Yeah, it's just I'm a, I must have misunderstood you. A pop tart, like yeah, yeah, I know what yeah. a pop tart. Yeah, is it technically a ravioli? Oh, it's got stuff on the outside. Yeah, it's that's a, wrapped around stuff on the inside. Pretty much, yeah. You got me on that one. I'll let you know Friday. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a, he's got a debate over that. Yep. <laughs> Gotta let that mull around in the head for a while. <laughs> mull around the head. All right, so I guess uh, that's it for me. With that, go Tigers. Let's go out there and do this thing. Beat LaSalle. Yes, sir. Week 15 on the warpath, baby. Let's get it. Amen. Be from out of town. 